Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pack One Pick One Podcast, an Emmy Award-winning audio-only podcast brought to you by me, Flynn. You know who it is. And uh, this episode is special, not because I'm going to spend a couple minutes shitting all over Masters 25 or talking about the Dominaria spoilers that have come out. No, I will be getting to those in a later episode, hopefully with a guest or two, especially to talk about uh, Masters 25, and to maybe not completely hate on it. I still haven't made up my mind on that yet. Anyway, I wanted to first uh, clarify a few things, and also uh, mention why I haven't had a new episode come out for a little while. I ran into some audio problems, aka... Uh, the podcast would not publish, despite saying it had on this app. So uh, my last episode, where I did an iconic Masters opening and had a guest, um, for some reason it hasn't been appearing on any apps, but you can still find it if you uh, look up anchor.fm on the internet and look up this podcast. You can still find and listen to the episode, and it's a very good one. And hopefully this episode will publish properly, because I'm going to be doing something a little different with this one uh, before I get ready to talk about those awesome-ish spoilers in my next episode. I'm going to be playing a new game where, yes, I'm going to be opening up some packs, but it's not to do a pack one, pick one, or anything like that. No, this episode is all about the value, or lack thereof. And it's probably going to be a lack thereof. What I've got here, that I've been holding on to for quite some time, is uh, one of these three booster pack, one promo card, uh, little blister packs. You can find it like a CVS or Rite Aid or Walmart or Sex Dungeon, wherever. Um, and I wanted to crack it open, just all three packs at once, and see if what I open out of them can actually come close to, break even with, or even go beyond what I paid for it, and see, um, you know, do some commentary on some of the cards if there's anything noteworthy or not. So, yeah, here we go. I don't know what packs exactly are going to be in this, because you can only see the border of them, but uh, from what colors I see right now, it looks like there's a Kaladesh, um... An Oath of the Gatewatch and a Dragon's Maze. And I'm hoping to God it's not a Dragon's Maze. And the promo card, though. Oh, I can see that. And it's a Bristling Hydra, which isn't bad. It's a cool-looking foil. And it's actually standard playable. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's from Kaladesh. It's a 4-3, uh, 4 2 colorless, and a green. It's a Hydra, if you didn't get that by the name. And when it enters the battlefield, you get three energy counters. And you can pay three energy counters at any time and put a plus one, plus one counter on the Hydra, and it gains Hexproof until end of turn. So it's an excellent card, complete bomb and limited, especially if you're playing the energy deck. Even if you're not, it's still a good card. And um, it's great and standard at the moment, or at least it was till there were some bannings. But whatever, it's awesome, and it's a cool foil. So, alright, let's see what packs we've got. And yes, the first one is an Oath of the Gatewatch. Which is awesome. Could get an expedition out of there. 
some cool out drowsing. All right. Next is, yeah, it's a Kaladesh pack. Also get a Masterpiece. Some good cards, too, like Mythic Rare. So it's pretty sweet. And then the final pack is... Oh, dear God. Yep. It is a Dragon's Maze pack. So I don't think we're going to be getting uh, our 10 bucks back unless the Kaladesh and Oath of the Gatewatch packs are very kind to us. Because I think Dragon's Maze is one of the lowest expected values out of any recent set. It's just horrible if you're trying to open it for money. Um, I'm just going to crack this one open first. Let's get it out of the way and deal with this shit. It wasn't even a very great draft format. Um, you could go easily playing three plus colors in it because they had ten different common... Uh, three drop rocks, mana rocks, that tap for one of two colors. So it was good for that if you like playing multicolor. Alright. I'm just going to run through uh, the cards briefly. I don't really care about some of the commons and uncommons. We have Drown and Filth, Ubel Sar Gatekeepers. I'm going to butcher a bunch of names here. It's fine. Demir Cluestone, that's what I was talking about. It's the Cluestones. So what they do is cost three mana, three colorless. They all do. Tap it, add, uh, in this case, blue or black to mana pool, and then you can play pay blue or black, tap it, sacrifice it, and draw a card. It's it's okay. There's a much better mana rocks out there, especially the signets. But the guilds fell on some tough times, had to pawn away their signets, and they could only afford a few Cluestones after that. Alright, we have a Boros Mastiff. Uncovered clues. I'm about to uncover some junk cards. Rubble Belt Maka. Maze Sentinel. And there was a cycle of elementals in this set, uh, mono-colored, that had some effect. They're all overcosted and terrible. Pilfered Plans. Rakdos Cluestone. Oh, two Cluestones in one pack. That's never happened. Uh, Warped Physique. So we have a foil in this uh, pack, actually. That's cool. Yeah, so we're at the Uncommons now. None of them are worth anything. Toil and Trouble. This card, uh, this set also actually brought into a, a new mechanic called Fuse. It, it, it's a different take on split cards in that you can cast one or both halves of the card uh, at the same time. So that's really good. You get some value out of it. If they were cheaper cost and more efficiently, they may even see more play. A uh, few of them did see play in Modern. There was a deck that used them and the Expertise cards from Aether Vault. However, with the rules change in Amonkhet, they basically effectively banned that deck so that it can no longer function and is unplayable. Which is a shame, because it was actually a very sweet Modern deck. War Leader's Helix, and for the rare, not gonna be a fucking mythic, is. Ooh, Exava, Rakdos, Blood Witch. I'll go over this one. It's a first strike haste, 3 3, and you can unleash it. When you unleash it, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. When it enters the battlefield, it cannot block if it has a plus one, plus one counter on it. Each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter is haste. This is a great card, and even though I said I wouldn't do any pack one pick one crap, I'd consider taking it first. Uh, Ward Leader's Helix is also a very good card, uh, but 
It's a great aggressive card. Rakdos was awesome. And Return to Ravnica. And yeah, it's cool. It's worth nothing, which is what I'm concerned about. So yeah, this pack was a bust, as expected. And yeah, we got a foil. It's Vyashino First Blade. It's uh, common, so definitely no value. But it looks cool. It's a one mana, uh, one colorless, red and white. Haste 2-2, two, two, and when it enters the battlefield, it gets plus 2, plus 2. It's a good card. And we got a Boris Guildgate. Yep, the only way this pack could have ever been salvaged at that point was having a Shockland. And that's still very hard to find in Turn Ravnica. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, Kaladesh. Kaladesh, I'll open up that one. Let's go in a reverse order at this point. Maybe that'll bring me luck if I'm superstitious, because we're going to need it with this uh, tri-pack. Alright, let's just go over the names of what I see here. And don't smash. Fragmentize. It's a good card, actually. Wallfast Wingsmith. Actually, Fragmentize, I believe, saw some eternal play. Uh, Demolish. That's some garbage. Ambitious Aetherborn. Takedown. Accomplished Automaton, Foundry Screecher, Woodweaver's Puzzle Knot, Hunt the Weak. Alright, now we're at the Uncommons. Fairgrounds Warden, Speedway Fanatic, Ether Hub. Hey, wow, that is the most valuable card. Alright, wow. You know, it, it sucks that the most valuable card so far is an Uncommon, but hey, Ether Hub's awesome, and it actually ended up not only having a big impact on standard, but it actually replaced another card uh, that was sort of played in modern called Tendo Ice Bridge. Uh, both cards have an effect where they enter um, with something. Ether Hub gives you one energy, Ice Bridge gave you an ice counter on the land itself. And you can, uh, and for Ether Hub, you can pay an energy and tap it, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, and the bridge let you sacrifice an ice counter when you tapped it to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. But why Ether Hub is better is that energy is much easier to get the counters for, and even if you don't have energy, you can still tap it for a colorless mana. So that's very powerful. Alright, let's see what the rare is. Here we go. It's actually going to be hard to beat Ether Hub at this point, which is a little sad. Ooh, Avia Pashiri, Sage Lifecrafter. One green, legendary creature, human artificer, one two. It's got two abilities. You can pay two in a green and tap it, create a one one colorless servo. Or you can pay four in a green, tap it, and create an XX colorless construct artifact where X is the number of creatures you control. It's great and limited, especially if you get it early on. Uh, it's either that or Ether Hub I would take first, but that's not what this episode's about. Okay. Here we go. And last and hopefully not least, it's Oath of the Gate Watch. Ah, God. I actually didn't open. Uh, I think I opened up one box of this set a while ago. I opened up a foil mirror pool. And I had someone near me, op when I opened it, told me that, well, at least it's rarer than an expedition. Well, uh, I would have been happier with an expedition from that box. Because uh, I've not opened up too well from this set so far. 
So maybe my luck will turn around, or it will stay exactly the same as it has been this episode, which is bad. Here we go. El Drowsy Aggressor. Alpha Protector? Alpha... 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 Whatever, it sucks. Mighty Leap. That's a card we've all seen before. Kozilex Translator. Oh, and this is the first set uh, that introduced a true colorless matters theme. Where there were a lot of cards that cared about uh, cards being colorless. Not start effects, but colorless. And uh, there were some cards you could only cast if you aimed for strictly colorless mana. Not generic mana, had to be colorless. Uh, from like a card like Etherhub, for example, which can produce a colorless. I know, it's a, it's a little weird. Lead by example. Corpse Churn, Unknown Shores, that is the reprint that everyone wanted from Theros, and god, we are lucky we got it. Gravity Negator, that is a scary thing, you don't want to deal with that, like Slenderman. Warden of Geometries, the second scariest Eldrazi after uh, the Dictator of Trigonometry. Meandering River, oh, oh shit. Alright, we're at the uncommons already, and that means there's a foil in this pack. Not an expedition. Again, I'm not lucky today, but maybe it'll at least be a pretty foil. Alright, Meandering River. So they had a dual land cycle in this set at uncommon, and uh, this one taps for either blue or right, and it enters the battlefield tapped. Uh, it's actually worse than the cons of Tarkir dual lands, because those at least gave you a life when they entered the battlefield. So, yep, this sucks. Rolling Waters, uh, wow, that is over-costed as shit. Warping Whale, hey, we're just having a bunch of playable uncommons, at least, from these packs. Uh, this one, so you some play, or did see, marginal play and modern in Tron. Uh, one generic, and then one colorless mana for an instant. Exile target creature with power or toughness, that's the keyword, one or less. You can counter a sorcery spell, or you can put a 1 1 Eldrazi Sion into play, and you can sacrifice it and add a colorless Manitarian pool. It's alright. Ooh. And wow, hey, this is just a very sad day. The rare is Goblin Dark Dwellers, and remember when I was talking earlier in this episode about that one modern deck that ran Fuse cards that effectively got banned? Well, this is a card that saw a lot of play with that, um, and other cards that you could cast one half or the other with, um, which is sad. But it's a 4-4 with Menace for 3 colorless, 2 red. When it enters the battlefield, you may cast an instant or sorcery with converted mana cost 3 or less from your graveyard without paying its cost. If it would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead. It's still a good card in limited, um, but it's a very big shame that the deck that played it doesn't really function anymore. So any value that it had is just completely gone to shit. Okay, well, let's see the foil common. Here we go! And yeah, yep, it's common. And it looks like I've got crabs. Ancient crabs, literally. It's a one and then two blue for a one-five crab. Alright, well, 
Oh, oh, that's right. There's a full art land in this pack, too. It's a full art plains. Which is awesome, because it's valu more valuable than almost every other card I've opened in this so far. So, alright. I'm going to do this shit live right now. And I'm going to look up the value of some of these cards. That's right. It's not live for you when you're listening to this, but it's live for me. Because I don't have enough of a budget or energy to care to do this later after opening everything. So let's look up Etherhub. That's going to be the big winner. Ooh, 80 cents. All right. Bristling Hydra. Right now I'm going by a TCG mid, so let's see. It is a promo for 50 cents. All right. I so far have opened up about $1.50 worth of value. So the way to look up a land on TCG player, if you did not know, a little tip is that you'll see at the bottom of it, uh, like a 251 a division sign, 274. So you would type in uh, 251, and then it'll give you a list of options. It could say Plains Full Art. And it'll tell you which card it is, and this one is worth 25 cents. Okay, wow, that's... That's sad how much more it's worth than most things. All right, Exava. Ragdose Blood Witch. Here we go. You are worth 19 cents. Woohoo! That's a, that's a big wear. Okay, um, let's do the next wear. Ovia. Can this beat 19 cents? Oh, no, no. Market price, 16 cents. I have not cracked $2 yet in value, and I have so far put in three rares, one of them being a foil and a full art land. Whew. Okay, let's just do the last rare and get that out of our way. Goblin Dark Dwellers. And this champion goes for 25 cents. Well, it's not the least valuable in so far, so yeah, that's something. Uh, Warping Whale. Any noteworthy card in here? 38 cents. Oh, wow, that's, uh, that's actually worth more than a lot of the cards here. All right, and the file, the foils. Fayashino First Blade. You go for. Get ready. 20 cents in foil. Which is actually worth more than two rares in this set. That is shocking. Okay, and the last card a foil Ancient Crab from Oath of the Gate Watch. Goes for 23 cents. Wow. So I've opened up uh, less than $3 in value. 
So not even the price. All these cards put together did not even equal, well, barely even equal one booster pack worth of this set. So the first round of this game has been a bust. I guarantee you by the next time I do this episode, uh, type of episode again, I will open up more value than this. It's almost impossible to do worse than that. Thank you, Dragon's Maze, for being such a great set. You will not be missed. All right, and that's it for this episode. It was a bit longer than usual, so hopefully you appreciated that. And in my absence, you, you know, you can now get your fix on this episode, and you'll hear another one soon, I promise you that. Maybe even this week, uh, in a couple of days, I'll have another one for you. Thank you for listening, and again, feel free to shoot me an email at this podcast. No one's done it so far, so don't you want to be the first one to visit that page and win a free iPad or iPod or, you know, whatever, something. Booster pack, who knows. Get anything here.